When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the second hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck here in NYC, Clay out in Nashville, Tennessee, and we are trying to tell you what's coming as well as what's happening, particularly when it comes to COVID, but also the debt ceiling fight, the budget. We like to look a bit into the future, try to prognosticate with some accuracy about where the socialist Democrat left plans to take the country unless we can stop them, which of course is... The mission of this show, we're going to try to stop the, the madness from continuing on. Fauciism and the mandates, the lockdown, certainly a prominent example of that day in and day out. We're going to be joined by our friend Gordon Chang in just a little bit, about half an hour or so. So that'll be halfway through this hour of the show, talking about the Chinese threat to Taiwan, which is ratcheting up in a way that people that I know who are usually pretty sanguine about saber rattling from the Chinese Communist Party are saying, okay, this is actually getting a little out of hand. And what would happen? What would really happen if China decided they were just going to go for it and try to seize Taiwan? What would the result be? I mean, there would be a lot of things that would occur, but how would the Biden administration respond? First, though, we wanted to go back to this issue of the vaccines in schools. One thing you've noticed uh, as the FDA is preparing, I don't think anybody believes that the FDA is not going to approve this for kids, right? That's that's one part of it. So this whole, oh, we got to wait for the approval. Yeah. It, it's completely absurd to think that the FDA is going to say uh, they're going to wait. And, and as we know, because this just happened with boosters, even if the FDA were to say, well, maybe, you know, the executive branch, uh, the Biden administration may say, okay, well, thanks for your advisory opinion. We may just decide to through executive order overrule it. I don't know. That's what they did with boosters. Remember, they had the committee and the whole bureaucracy. And then they said, no, no, we need boosters pretty much open to everybody. They're going to make this uh, open to children, and then they're going to make it mandatory for children. And I think one one part of this, uh, Clay, that we also need to be prepared for is notice the, the pushback 
uh, that has happened against critical race theory, but also um, masks and and a number of really intrusive leftist policies in schools across the country. And they're they're calling out the DOJ and the attorney general are calling out soccer mom insurrectionists, whatever we want to call them. Think about what it's going to be like, Clay, when there are mandates implemented in schools and there are parents who are now showing up to the meetings. It's not just masks on kids' faces they're going to be upset about, but needles in their arms for a virus that poses no real threat to children. That's so key. And and, and I wish there were more people giving the data. And I say this as a parent. The reason why I've looked into COVID so much and paid so much attention to it is like every other parent, a lot of grandparents. I care about my kids more than anything in the world. But it's important to recognize how to analyze risk. Buck, every single person out there who has kids, your kids have been under more danger from the seasonal flu every year of their lives than they are from COVID. I've not seen any parent that I'm aware of who ever said, oh my God, we've got to mask our kids when they go to school because the seasonal flu is such a danger to them. It is a small danger, but... Every year, the seasonal flu has killed more young kids than COVID has. Your kids are more likely to be murdered. Your kids are more likely to drown. Your kids are more likely to die in a traffic accident on the way to school than they are to die from COVID. In Chicago, kids this year from COVID, more kids have been shot in Chicago. Chicago alone, by a substantial margin, than have died with COVID in the entire country. And so this is a form of madness where parents, I think, have been preyed on by the media. I think there are a lot of Democrat politicians out there that, to your point yesterday, Buck, I think it's a good one. They wanted to ratchet up the fear as much as they could in 2020 to beat Donald Trump, and now they don't know how to turn it off because... All these politicians, you see the Rashida Tlaib uh, video. I think we've got the clip of her saying, I only put these masks on when the media is here. So many of these politicians know that the risk and the threat and the fear is all exaggerated, but they don't know how now to turn it off because it's become so emotional. If these decisions were really made based upon a true and fair-minded risk analysis, for example... Why don't we have readily available to us, you know, one thing we've pointed out, Clay, and and events have proven it correct when we were saying that there was no real excuse, that it was absurd for there not to be a greater focus on natural immunity. All summer when we're talking about the Delta surge and everything else yes. and the mask man, I mean, sorry, the vaccine mandates were being rolled out in the latter part of the summer by the Biden administration, which... Still, it's not even clear where, you know, OSHA is supposed to implement this. They, but, they were going to have three or four weeks to yeah, put together so the, the it's policy. It's not even it's not clear exactly how that's going to go. But, of course, they're threatening people and they're hoping people just get ahead of it and, and take the shot anyway. But but as we've been going along here, they clearly did not want the data on natural immunity because that would conflict no with doubt. the overall push. Where's the data on the risk of child to adult transmission okay we know what happens but from the very beginning of the pandemic it was just one of those things that we all heard so many times that everyone kind of knew children not only are at low risk from this but are very unlikely to transmit it yes. i'd like to know how many cases of transmission from child to adult actually occur 
because that's the kind of thing you you should know if you're even going to have a discussion, because if the discussion is merely about protecting children, that's actually just insane. If the discussion is about protecting adults, let's see what the data is. And wait a second. Aren't the adults that are around them vaccinated? Shouldn't they be fine? Oh, that's right. In California, the children in the school are going to have to be vaccinated, but the teachers union adults, not clear they're going to have to be vaccinated. I read an article yesterday in the New York Times, Buck, about England, and I think it's worth mentioning because if you were going to point to countries that the United States has the most in common with, you'd probably point to England, Australia, and Canada. Australia and Canada have lost their minds. I mean, they've lost their minds as it pertains to COVID. England is actually now less restrictive than the United States. And the article was about kids. No kids are wearing masks anywhere in all of England. And they're actually starting to make an analogy in England now that I've talked about on the radio before that they've decided COVID is the equivalent of chicken pox and that, you know, kids grew up. I had chicken pox parties when I was a kid. You wanted kids to get chicken pox. They now think in England that kids getting COVID is good because the risk to them is so low and that then allows the herd immunity and the natural immunity to take off. They're not going to mandate vaccines for kids in England. They are not going to mandate masks. They are going back to 100% normalcy and that analogy of the chickenpox parties, which if you're around my age, 40-ish, you may, certainly if you grew up in the South, you may remember before there was a chickenpox vaccine when you were a young age, your parents, my parents, my mom was a microbiologist. She did strep throat cultures for a living. So it's not like she was some anti-science Neanderthal. They wanted you to get exposed to chicken pox at a young age because it was far less dangerous to you than if you got chicken pox at an older age when it could be more severe. And honestly, that's kind of the same situation that exists now for COVID, I, I, at least how England is discussed. I just want to know how, how Governor Ron DeSantis hijacked the united kingdom i mean how did he manage to bring the entire uk parliament to heel with his desanticism because <laughs> i was i've been told by very very smart people for months and months now whose apartments you know smell of rich mahogany i've been told by the cnn journalists and by the people at the new york times that what ron desantis is doing with even giving the option of no masks in schools was reckless and murderous yes. and terrible so why, I guess the UK, they just, they want there to be lots of dead kids. Oh no, they don't even try to engage with that reality because it goes against the overall narrative. And I, I do believe that, that you, when you see, for example, now for some people there, it's about fear with their, their children, right? They're, they're so scared because the media has intentionally gone after the fear centers of their brains to better control them, to turn them against Trump yes. in 2020. And now it's like they've got the tiger by the by the tail. They don't know what to do. But then beyond that, I think they also the public health authorities realize you keep talking about how they got to land the plane. Clay, they got to sort of circle the runway a few more times and make it seem like this was a really everything that we've been doing is necessary because if they just land that plane like it's no big deal at this point and say, you know what, we don't have to do this, we don't have to do that, people will say, so what have we been doing this whole time? Yeah. And by the way, Buck, on Florida, Christina Peshaw, who is, uh, what's her official title here? She uh, is the. She uh, works in the comms, comms shop, communication shop for Ron DeSantis. She just tweeted out fun fact COVID 19 cases have decreased about 96% statewide since school started in Florida. 
rate of decline is the same for mask optional and forced masking districts. We ran through some of that numbers uh, to start the show, but this is a debilitating attack on the science requires we wear masks uh, universe uh, out there. Masking children in school is child abuse. Yes, it's child abuse. I, I think that's where we are now. That's Especially young children, God forbid. You got a five-year-old, six-year-old, and also uh, for a lot of people out there who are speech therapists and whatnot, kids learning how to speak and learning when you are a young age, being able to see other people's facial expressions and their mouth is integral to the development of young children. You speak of something of which I know intimately because I actually had a speech impediment as a kid. Now oh, so you would have been, yeah. I mean, that would have struggled Absolutely. for you. Yeah. Absolutely. I had to do speech therapy for years. And, and now here I am, hanging out with you, doing this. Yeah, there so you go. You won. Uh, we'll come back in a second here and talk to some parents out there about what they think they should do. And then we have our friend Gordon Chang joining about some really tense uh, stuff happening in the other part of the world between China and and Taiwan. So we'll get into it. Look, let's be honest. Is, is there a possibility that China may just try to take Taiwan while Biden's in office? Is that where we are? We'll ask Gordon Chang that. You'll want to stick around for it. Jason in Wichita, Kansas writes, my dogs will push my hand out of the way when I mix rough greens in the food bowl just so they can start chowing down faster. Their fur is so shiny and they have lots of energy. I definitely recommend rough greens. Look, rough greens is a supplement that we add into Tallulah the Frenchie's food in the Sexton household. And this is what you got to know. Dog food is dead food. There are no live nutrients in it. And dogs need live nutrition just like we do. That's why Rough Greens is not a dog food. It is a healthy supplement you put into your dog's food that has all those live nutrients necessary for superior dog health. You've got live vitamins, probiotics, enzymes, omega oils, and antioxidants. Rough Greens will make your dog's food better, make your dog feel better and have more energy. It's something you need to try. What you get is a happier and healthier dog. And the folks at Rough Greens are so confident your dog's going to love it. They have a special deal for listeners to this show. You just go to roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. That's R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. And they're going to give you the first bag free. You heard me right, free. All you pay is shipping. That's roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. Roughgreens, R-U-F-F, roughgreens.com slash Clay and Buck. I want people to listen to this program to understand that they can trust what's said here. Talent on loan from Rush. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. 
Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less, it's that easy. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. He served our nation for over seven years before he was severely injured during training. He was paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers helped severely injured service members and first responders, as well as Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders. It's already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back in. Play Travis Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the Thursday edition of the program. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to download podcasts. Make sure you don't miss a moment. You can search out my name, Clay Travis, or Buck Sexton on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere google play that you might be interested in listening to the podcast and you'll be able to even find that just by typing in clay or buck which is a good sign about the growth of the show and also probably a sign that there aren't a lot of other clays and bucks out there with podcasts um we got a lot of parents who want to weigh in about the idea of mandatory vaccinations for school age children 5 to 11 which is what dr scott gottlieb said he expects to potentially be permissible. Again, if you want to go get your kid vaccinated for COVID, I think you should be able to do that. But the idea of what Gavin Newsom is doing in California and what I believe many other governors are going to do as well and try to mandate all school children get this is a major red flag and a big no for me as a parent of a six-year-old and an 11-year-old. My kids are not getting vaccinated for COVID. I think they probably already had it because both my wife and I have had COVID. We haven't gotten them antibody tested, but we know they're at virtually no risk from COVID, and it makes no sense to put this vaccine in their body, in my opinion. But some of you may disagree. Some of you may agree. Let's go to Danielle first up on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Hello. Um, I just wanted to say that my message is very simple. We will not comply. 
And that is precisely the opposite of being a domestic terrorist. We're just not <laughs> Amen. You know, we're withdrawing consent, right? We're just taking the consent away. That has nothing to do with violence. Thank you. Danielle, where do you live? What state? I live in California. I'm in San Diego Unified School District. And, Danielle, can I ask you, uh, my understanding is that the, first of all, Newsom said there'll be a mandate for children to get vaccinated for next fall. The vaccine hasn't even been approved for children yet, but that's for the 12 up age group, I guess. But I'm sure he'll expand that. Where do teachers fall into this? Are they finally now forced to get the shot or lose their jobs or have they still been stalling? Well, it's interesting. They actually are under the mandate. However, they are allowed religious exemptions where our children Ah. basically are not. Right. That's interesting. Thank you for the call. I mean, I think it's going to be a major challenge. And I told you, Buck, that my phone started ringing as soon as this mandate was announced. It's it's almost like a big plot by the Tennessee and Texas, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not the tourism board, the come live here board, whoever's in charge of that, whoever's like in charge of the best pitch they could have. Yeah, there's no better recruitment for moving to a red state than Gavin Newsom or Kathy Hochul in New York State. Chris in Chicago, Illinois, has got some uh, thoughts on this. one. What's up, Chris? Speaking of blue states. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure and honor to speak to the two of you. You too. Um, So I've got a a five-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. And for for this year, my five year old who's who was and is now in kindergarten, we decided to to homeschool him because of the mask mandate here, in hopes that okay, well, uh, maybe this dumb mask thing will dissipate, and next year, you know, we can send them to public school or elsewhere. Now, you know, we're starting to hear about this vaccine mandate, and I'm sure you know it's going to be the the new rage once you know. New York, San Francisco, you know, Chicago, I'm sure we'll, we'll jump on board on that. And as a, it's frustrating because, you know, we're not following the signs, number one. Number two, I'm a homeowner. I pay property taxes. And that money goes to the public schools, okay? And so why am I have to be going to have to be paying those property taxes and not be able to, to send my son to school because of their discriminatory policies? Okay, and not only that, my son he has um, he has uh, allergies, and he can't he he has not been vac and he has not had any vaccines for several years in consultation with his doctor. And on top of that, you have the Archdiocese of Chicago, which has said, which has mandated vaccines for all their employees. So even even the Archdiocese and schools aren't an option either. So it's just beyond ridiculous. Chris, and, we, and, we appreciate you weighing in on this and tell us we haven't heard from anybody in Chicago in a while on this issue. So thanks for calling in and telling everybody what's going on there. And, uh, Clay, we got to get to our buddy Gordon Chang here and the threat of China possibly invading Taiwan. That's what everyone's worried about. But also where the origins of COVID-19 came from and the enormous supply chain backlog of ships and how that ties back to China. No doubt. Don't let inflation reach your savings account. It's one thing to have to pay higher prices at the pump or in supermarkets or wherever you're feeling the effects of all this out-of-control government spending. But you don't have to let it affect the value of your savings account. Protect yourself by investing in gold. I did it earlier this year with my partners at the Oxford Gold Group. They have precious metals that can be delivered to your home. There's nothing like real gold arriving on your doorstep. So if you think buying real gold is complicated, my friends at the Oxford Gold Group are who you need to call. They'll explain everything to you. It's so straightforward. It's just a phone call away. Call Oxford Gold now. 
833-404-GOLD and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-GOLD. Again, that number is 833-404-GOLD. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Thanks for staying here with us on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We told you we are going to do a national security deep dive into tensions with China and Taiwan, and obviously that would bring a whole lot of problems for the U.S. and the whole world if things really were to boil over there. We have a number of headlines just to give you a sense of it. U.S. troops have been deployed in Taiwan for at least a year. That was just a few hours ago in the Wall Street Journal. Fox News, tensions flare as Chinese flights near Taiwan intensify. CNN, China could be ready to mount a full-scale invasion of Taiwan by 20. 25, according to Taiwanese defense minister. Let's bring on our friend Gordon Chang right now to tell us just what is going on here, what is happening. Gordon Gordon is the author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War, and his Twitter handle, if you want insights on these topics, Gordon G. Chang is his Twitter. Give him a follow. Gordon, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much, Buck. Why is it getting so hot in this part of the in that part of the world, Gordon? What is going on between China and Taiwan? I think there are two things, and neither of them actually relate to Taiwan. One of them is that at the top of the Ameri- of the Chinese political system, there's evident turmoil. We don't know the full extent of it because it's an opaque system, but things are happening that do not occur unless there is severe infighting. So I think Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, is lashing out. He needs to find an enemy to unify um, the political system and the country behind him. That's Taiwan. Second thing, um, I think that Chinese leaders believe that the Biden administration is incapable. And we saw this in their propaganda uh, as Kabul fell. And that propaganda was, I think, reflective of Chinese elite thinking that the U.S. was not able to deal with the Taliban, so it couldn't counter China. And also that when China invaded Taiwan, that the island would fall within days and the United States would not come to Taiwan's rescue. You put that really dangerous attitude in at the same time, you've got all the infighting at the Chinese capital. It's a really dangerous mix. Appreciate you coming on. This is a tumultuous time, to be sure. We have this sort of strategic ambiguity in the United States as to exactly what we would do with Taiwan. I know we've kind of indicated that we would defend them. Would we actually, in your mind, what would this look like if Taiwan actually was invaded by China? I know we've got the sorties going on, the airplanes flying in the Taiwanese airspace that that, that is going on right now. But let's pretend that China actually attempts to invade Taiwan. The United States, in your opinion, does what? And also, what did Japan, Korea, Australia, all these other uh, Pacific countries do? Uh, I don't know, Buck. Um, I'm very concerned about attitudes in Washington right now, um, in the Biden administration. And I think that emboldens China. You know, you would normally think, and, and I think that if outside of the administration, you look at Congress, and you look at the attitudes of the American people. I think the American people believe that we should defend Taiwan. Um, but you've got a lot of folks um, who may not actually think that in the administration. So, for instance, you've got John Kerry, who has just gave that interview to David Weston of Bloomberg about two weeks ago, where he said, 
well, you know, we're going to have to give up a lot in order to get a climate deal with China. And the American people should be asking, like, what is he willing to give up? Um, so um, we just don't know. In your opinion, Gordon, let's pretend, and this is Clay, by the way, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Let's pretend that you were in charge of that response. Taiwan is invaded by China. The U.S. in your ideal world should do what? Should actually use force to repel China. Uh, Actually, what I would do before then, because that actually is too late, I think that we can prevent an invasion by merely saying to Beijing um, that we will defend Taiwan. We say this from the Oval Office. And we also um, publicly extend an invitation to Taiwan to join a mutual defense treaty. We do those things. Um, I think that stops China, especially if we start home porting, uh, for instance, uh, U.S. Navy destroyers, Arleigh Burks, in, um, in Taiwan, uh, maybe put a few more troops uh, into Taiwan itself as a tripwire. These are things that will deter China. Um, yes, this is dangerous, but right now, uh, because of really bad Taiwan policies for three decades, that means a lot of people in Washington um, are at fault. Um, Because of these really bad policies, it means that there are no good solutions going forward. Every path out of here is exceedingly risky. But uh, I think that strength is actually less provocative than the Biden administration's uh, signs of weakness. We're speaking to Gordon Chang, author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War. Two books which you can check out for more of a deep dive on your own into all this. Plus, his Twitter is Gordon G. Chang, if you want to give him a follow. Gordon, the... Investigation into the origins of COVID-19. Clay and I spent a lot of time today on the show talking about the response to COVID in this country, the politics around it. But it does all trace back to mainland China. And there's now an increasingly, well, an overwhelming, I think, in some people's eyes, amount of evidence that it was the lab leak. But also there was a lot of covering up that went on in the early days of this. Where are we now with the Chinese Communist Party's culpability, not just for the origins of the virus, but the effort to make sure people don't know or couldn't find out about it in the early days? Well, the Biden administration had its 90-day review of the origins of COVID-19. And when President Biden released the unclassified summary, he said he wouldn't rest until he found the origin. But From all intents and purposes, uh, I've seen no activity in um, the administration to that end. What you're referring to, Buck, is we actually at this point don't have 100% certainty on where this virus came from, though it does look like it it did accidentally leak from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. But there is one thing that we 100% know, and that Chinese leaders knew that this was a highly contagious disease, but they told the world it was not contagious. And while they were locking down their own country, they were pressuring other countries to accept arrivals from China, which means that the spread of this disease beyond China's borders was deliberate. And that means that 4.8 million people who have died from this disease outside of China, each one of those deaths should be considered murderous. Gordon, I want to go back to Taiwan for a minute. There's a lot of people out there listening to us right now that haven't spent much time thinking about Taiwan, that question whether and why Taiwan would be vital in any way to American interest. Why does Taiwan matter to America? Well, first of all, since the end of the 19th century, um, America has drawn its western defense perimeter off the coast of East Asia, and Taiwan sits in the middle of that critical defense perimeter. 
Um, it prevents the Chinese Navy and Air Force from surging into the Western Pacific, where we don't want to see them. And more important, though, we have um, China attacking every democracy, and indeed the concept of democracies. And we cannot afford to lose any democracy, especially one as important as Taiwan uh, to China. But there are two other reasons that um, are peculiar to this time. First of all, Taiwan makes semiconductors, makes our semiconductors. We design the world's most sophisticated semiconductors. We make zero of them. Taiwan makes most of them. But also right now, after the fall of Kabul, American allies are disheartened. And if we were not to defend Taiwan, we would end up having no friends at all in the world because no one would trust us, which means we would have to defend ourselves. Um, and that means we would probably even have to worry about Canada, which has a pro-Beijing government anyway. Um, but we have all sorts of – there would be all sorts of people in the world who would say, look, we're turning our back on the U.S. That means Taiwan is critical to American defense not just Taiwan's. One more before we let you go, Gordon. We're speaking to Gordon Chang, author of The Coming Collapse of China. His Twitter is at Gordon G. Chang. And uh, Gordon, the supply chain issue is getting a little bit of news coverage, but it certainly doesn't seem to be, I think, as high on the radar as, as it should be of, of for most folks, because one, it could really affect the economy going into the end of this year and into next year. There could be shortages of products that people are used to having. But also, that traces back to Chinese energy disruptions. What can you tell us? Yeah, there are a lot of reasons for these extraordinary supply chain disruptions. Many of them um, have a Chinese origin, including the, the electric rollouts of blackouts, um, also COVID measures, um, also just a lot of other things that have occurred. So we have enormous number of ships stacked up outside of Long Beach in the United States, outside of Chinese ports. Um, Vice President Harris, when she was in Singapore earlier this year, I think it was August, said, buy your Christmas presents now. Um, I think Americans should listen to her because um, when we look, you know, and play out all of this, there are going to be a lot more empty shelves towards the end of this year. There already were empty shelves at the beginning of this year. We just didn't notice. But this is going to get so much worse as time progresses. Gordon Chang, thanks for coming on with us, Gordon. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much. You know, earlier this year, we learned about Pure Talk Cellular. This is the company offering $30 a month for all the talking and texting you can do, and plenty of data, too. Six gigs a month. That's just at $30 a month. That's what you're paying. Compare that to your current cell phone bill. How many dollars would you save each month? 50 60 a month, maybe? Talking about the average, the average family maybe saving $800 a year. And remember, Pure Talk is on the exact same 5G network using the same towers as one of those big carriers, but for a whole lot less money. In fact, Pure Talk, as I said, saves that average family over $800 a year. So you and I both know this is a great way to save money. Clay has this service set up. I've got my Pure Talk phone. It's amazing. And switching is so easy, everybody. You keep your number and your phone, and if this is the time to buy a new phone, they can save you money on brand new iPhones or Androids as we get closer to that Christmas season. We're customers here, and you should be too. Customer service right here in the U.S., in addition to their great monthly price, that's what Pure Talk's known for, excellent customer service. I've had these guys into my house. I trust them with my own son's first-ever cell phone. He's in eighth grade. He's got a Pure Talk wireless service, and you can get signed up right now too. 30-day risk-free guarantee, nothing to lose. Why not try it right now from your own cell phone Dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk 
and you'll save 50% off your first month. Let me make that clear. Pound 250. Say Pure Talk. Sign up today. Continuing the message. Honoring the memory. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home, the foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Meet Kelsey. When she found out she was pregnant, she wasn't sure where to turn. But after meeting with the counselors at a pre-born network clinic, they welcomed her and supported her and provided her with a free ultrasound. Kelsey heard her baby's heartbeat and she chose life. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. By introducing a woman to her baby on an ultrasound, a baby's chance at life doubles. Your tax-deductible donation of $5,000 will sponsor Preborn's entire network for 24 hours, helping to rescue 200 babies. To donate, use your cell phone and dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We've been talking a lot about parents uh, and how people are going to respond to the COVID vaccine mandate. While we were on here live, uh, Marsha Blackburn, senator from Tennessee, texted me to let me know that their group has fought back in a big way against what I think is a 
crazy action and overreach by the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, the attorney general there. The Department of Justice is saying that they are going to investigate parents as domestic terrorists for speaking out against critical race theory, masking in schools. You've seen a lot of these school board meetings. I was a part of one of them that have been very fevered in terms of the debate that's been going on. Well, Peter Ducey uh, asked Jen Psaki about whether or not the parents that the Department of Justice is planning and investigating are, in fact, domestic terrorists. Let's play cut 10. Does the administration agree that parents upset about their kids' curriculums could be considered domestic terrorists? Well, let me unravel this a little bit because the National School Board Association is not a part of the U.S. government. I'd point you to them. What the Department of Justice said in a letter from the Attorney General is that, quote, threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. That is true. These were threats against public servants, threats against uh, members of the school board. Uh, Regardless of the reasoning, uh, threats and violence against public servants is illegal. So why does the Department of Justice have to get involved? If there are threats and violence, Buck, then local uh, authorities should investigate and prosecute as necessary as they do for virtually every local crime. There's no legal excuse for this. this. This is a sheer act of intimidation because of politics that's all that's all this is this was meant to send a a chill down the spines of which by the way i don't think it's going to work i think a lot of parents are saying oh you like to brainwash my kids and the biden doj is going to threaten me for opposing it i don't think they're going to say you know what you're right brainwash away the kind of parents who show up at these meetings and are upset about it i think that that's one thing that the left what you know Bullies don't like it when you when you fight back, and the left certainly doesn't like it when parents decide that they've had enough of the indoctrination of their kids. But I do think it's so interesting. The FBI will say, for example, that Antifa is just an idea, but parents who don't want their kids shown, you know, essentially pornographic material in school or taught critical race theory or forced to wear masks, even though we know Florida, the data doesn't do anything. It's stupid. It's child abuse. They're insurrectionists, Clay. They're really a threat to parents showing up to the school board meeting, according to the Biden administration logic and narrative here, is somehow anti-democratic. They're actually a threat to democracy, which is why the attorney general of the United States would put out a letter that's like, nice free speech you got there, parents. Be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah, and I want to give credit here. This letter just went out today uh, from the uh, several different senators on the Judiciary Committee saying, we're concerned, I'm reading from that letter, we're concerned about the appearance of the Department of Justice policing the speech of citizens and concerned parents. We urge you to make very clear to the American public that the Department of Justice will not interfere with the rights of parents to come before school boards and speak with educators about their concerns, whether regarding coronavirus-related measures, the teaching of critical race theories, uh, or any other topic. We urge you to instruct the FBI and the various U.S. attorneys to make clear that speech and democratic processes uh, must be respected. This is, I mean, this is crazy to me, Buck, that a letter like this would come out. It's embarrassing well, it for the speaks, Department of Justice to send it out. It speaks to the priorities of the very top of the Department of Justice. We've been discussing the CDC data showing that there was a once in a or the highest in a century, in a century 
rise in murders in this country, you'd think that if they're going to mobilize the federal Amen. government on an issue at the law enforcement level, it would be to try to keep people safer. But instead, I mean, this they made a very conscious decision. Merrick Garland's not a stupid guy. He's obviously a tool of the left now because he works the Biden administration, but he's not dumb. He knew exactly what the response would be to putting this, or I should say, knew that it would evoke a response uh, from people and that it was meant to be essentially a warning that you better not get out of line. But it's also a reminder here, Clay, of how much we're kind of getting inside the, the kitchen, so to speak, of the left wing power circle here. They need teachers unions. They need the Department of Education to be operating without the interference of parents to keep Democrat politicians elected and to brainwash kids into left wing crap so that they don't actually know what this country is all about. When you start to threaten that as a parent, you're threatening what's you know, you're, you're going after like the uh, the big boss here, so to speak. You're going after the people that are making the big decisions. You're going after moms and they ain't going to like it. And, and I will say this, Buck, when we come back. I wish we were having an election a month from today, basically, in November of 2021, either the presidential election or the midterms. The data here, I want to hit you with some unbelievable data from this most recent poll about Joe Biden showing 38% approval. And some of the areas that he's underwater, I think, are going to be staggering to you. Uh, We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a lot more, obviously, as we finish off the final hour of the Thursday edition of the program. If you missed any of it, by the way, it's broken down by hour, and you can listen to Clay and Buck Podcast, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe to Clay and Buck, and in the Apple Podcast Store, give us stars and tell us that you like the show. That's what's coming up. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.